chapter 13, verses 1 to 6. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Amen. Thank you, Jason. Let us pray. Father God, as we have heard your word today, I pray for the Holy Spirit to truly guide and direct us in our understanding and receiving of your word in this message and this information. And Lord, as we continue as the body of Christ here at Otterbein, there will be a lot of information coming over the next few weeks through this sermon series and through the study and information collected and shared by the Education Task Force. So, Lord, we we need your help for our human minds to take it in and to begin to understand all these things. But, Lord, we also want to understand that we're going to stand on the Word of God as our foundation. That's where we're going to continue to turn to and go back to uh, time and time again to continue to get your Word and allow your Word to feed us and direct us. So, Lord, we ask that you would grant us the opportunity for new and divine insight from your holy word for this message today and for our lives and for the weeks yet to come. And in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Well, we're going to take a couple weeks here and look at the, a gambling. Uh, it was one of the requested sermon topics that was shared with me. And uh, that day Ramsey, he's a real financial guy, and uh, he would Google, what's he, what's he say about gambling? He's like, well, if you want to flush your money down the toilet, go right ahead. Flush it down the toilet, he says. But as, as of January 1, 2023, Ohio made it legal for online sports betting. It's available in person with many options, retail sports books and bars and restaurants, wherever you can find a kiosk. There you can place your bets, do your gambling. According to the website, Ohio Plays, or Play Ohio website, Ohio has added this as another option for the gambler. For the gambler, another option. There's now total, there's four opportunity, other opportunities. There's four full-service casinos, seven race casinos in the racetracks, and, of course, the Ohio Lottery, and now, of course, this online sports betting. Who knew we needed so many options to throw our money down the toilet? Who knew? Oh, those, those in higher authority, right? You know, the promotion for the sports betting and gambling, it's all over the place. Every commercial on the radio, TV. You know, it's little as bet $5 and get 200 instantly. Get this instant money to place more bets. And it's just glitz and glamour.
But if you continue to go, like everything in this world, there's always fine print somewhere. And if you get into the fine print, it's not free money. It's not going to be free. You, you bet 200 and you're going to get 200 right back if you win. No, that's, you gotta, if you read the fine print, and I pulled up and heard it explained this way, there's a number of times, X number of times, that that $200 has to be re-bet, re-betted again, bet again, if you keep winning. But once you lose it, it's gone. So this scenario was that for this $200 free money, you'd have to bet it 10 times. And by 10 times, it'd be up to, before there'd be a payout, it has to be bet, re-bet 10 times, and, and it has to get a value of $4,000. Craziness. Life is complicated enough. Who would need to try to figure out that type of system of how you would get $200 free and bet it and come out on top? But also, underneath that fine print, there's more finer print. Yes, if you can believe finer print. It's something like this. Ohio Problem Gambling Helpline. The National Helpline. The National Council on Problem Gambling. And on and on it goes. They know people will get started. They know people, by nature, get hooked on things. They know that once some get started, they can't stop. And when they can't stop, and eventually the damage is already done, they really have lost everything, they're addicted, and they do need help. They need treatment. They need serious help. Some things will never come back to them. Some things will be lost forever. But yet they still need assistance. I have a couple of video clips. One is from our governor, Mike DeWine, and this was just three weeks ago. We talked four years ago at this time about sports betting coming to Ohio, and you, you said... It's coming to Ohio whether people want it or not. We finally have it. Uh, will you partake? Well, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a guy who goes to, uh, you know, harness racing, and uh, that's $2, so, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, not, I'm certainly not, not against it. I, I think the thing that you worry about and that... You know, we've got to be very careful about as our problem gamblers. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing that uh, these uh, gaming companies are very aggressive. All you have to do is turn on TV and you, you see them very, very aggressive. They're offering the world, telling you that, you know, this betting is coming January 1. And uh, I think we have to watch, you know, how many people get hooked on this, how many people, you know, become really addicted to it. Uh, and that's that's a becomes a real problem. They know it's going to become a problem. Something else they got to watch. Does our government really need something else to do? Does it, do we really have any resources in our community to help another issue that's happening? Leading up to the new year, the Canton Repository, many days, December 18th was one. Many questions about the gaming, betting, online. December 20th, you know, advertisements, places you could go, comments, ideas, and how great it's going to be for those establishments to add one more option to take your money from you to come and have some recreation. 
I'm going to share another video clip with you in a moment. It's about a young man, family man, successful, where he was online in 2013, 10 years ago. This was 10 years ago. Another country, but 10 years ago. And that was offering just a $5 free bet. And he did it. And he won. And he kept going and going and going. He got addicted to it. Eventually he lost his job, his family, his home. He lost everything. His hope. He lost so much. His name's Justin. He had been on the fast track career. Beautiful wife, three sons. And he lost it all through this relentless addiction to online gambling. But now after being rock bottom, his, he says, two people that came after his family was gone, his mom and his brother came, got him, took him home. He went back to that, living in that room when he left, when he's 18 years old, with a trash bag to show for his life. He's below rock bottom. It's a 16-minute video clip, but I just have three minutes for you to watch here. That I got myself into this mess. I'm the one that needs to get myself out of it. And, and I thought that I, I'd just keep gambling, and that will be the way through it. My own stupid pride stopped me from getting any help. And because I kept it a secret, and the problem with gambling addiction is, you can keep it a secret. There's no visible signs. Apart from my mood swings, things just got worse. It came to a head when one day I lost my job because I used my corporate card on my gambling account. I should have gone home and told Emma everything, but I didn't. I told her I'd left that job and gone to another one. You know, the lies that I told my wife were, were one of the most hurtful things because that trust we had was so fragile. It was so precious. And she found out because we had friends to stay and they showed her a bank statement and said, do you know what your husband's doing? Even my lovely son Matthew, one day he, he, he just wanted me to take him to the swings. He said, Dad, please take me to the swings. And the day that he walked, by the way, was the happiest day of our lives. And now he just wanted to spend some time with his dad. We were down at my in-law's house, it was raining. So Emma said to me, okay, take him, but go home first and pick up his coat. So I drove back home and I put my hand on his coat. Matthew was asleep in the front seat, strapped in. And I remembered that night. I put a bet on. I thought I'd just go and check. And I went upstairs and I'd lost that bet. So I went to the most horrible place you end up when you're a gambling addict. I went to the online casino. I thought, I'll just have one quick spin, win that money back that I should have had in my account, and then I can go and have a good time with my son. Two and a half hours later, I'd emptied out my bank account again. I went downstairs and Matthew had cried himself to sleep and the tears that he'd cried were dried on his cheeks. What kind of a dad does that? Only one who by now is in real problems. When Emma found out, I self-excluded myself. But there's two and a half thousand online gambling sites you could log into. And I got an email from another one a few weeks later to say, a £50 free bet is yours if you sign up with us. I thought, a free bet's okay, that's not really gambling. 
was right back into the way I was before. This time Emma could see. One morning I woke up and the house was quiet. She'd left and she'd taken the children with her. And do you know what? She was right to leave. Because I was self-destructing. And rather than go after her and plead with her to come back and tell her it would be okay, I just got angry. I sold my wedding band with a lovely verse on the inside that only we knew. I sold the brightening watch she gave me one year for an anniversary. So he begins to sell everything off. Precious family keepsakes. He's broken, feeling helpless, beating himself up because he feels he brought it upon himself. But yet there's that pride, the pride to try to fix it himself. But it does go on, and as I mentioned, his mom and brother come, they get him, and he gets back home, and the first thing he says he did, he's hit his knees there by his bed, his bed that he grew up in as a child, and hit his knees, and he prayed, and he said, God, help me. And God got a hold of his life. And now he goes, he speaks, and he campaigns, and talks against all this online betting and gambling, and has uh, many things and resources that he does to uh, speak against it, to help other people. And you've heard the stories as well. The jokes, the comments. Hey, pastor, if I, if I win big, if I win the lottery, if I get some large amount of money, I'll give to the church and I'll give to people and I'll help those who have less, have less and I will share and I will share. Well, the time came, this one man of this pastor's congregation, he did win big. He was aging, but he won big. He had a lot, but he became sick all of a sudden, really sick. And everybody's praying for his health to get well. And he does get well. And he gets better. And he gets back to church. And the pastor asks, Hey, what happens to the money you were, said you, were, you give to the church? And the man said, Pastor, now you remember how sick I was. I was too sick to comprehend what I was saying. It's close to home maybe to some. It's been going on since the beginning of time. And if we really had God's book of how many times that has happened, our minds would be blown out of our heads. It would be. But there is a passage in Scripture all about it. You can read Acts chapter 5. Check it out. Ananias and Sapphira, they sold some land. They gave some, but they lied about the amount. Remember what happened to them? They dropped dead. And they weren't even together. The husband's there and he says the amount, it's not the right amount. Here comes, it says a few hours later, here comes the wife. She's standing in the same spot. She says lies and she drops dead. So our scripture passage today, we could do a sermon on each and every one of those single verses by themselves, but our focus is on Hebrews 13.5. Keep your lives, lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. But yet we put ourselves in predicaments and challenges and, and situations that are not healthy. They're not godly. And it may not just be a love for money, but there's that 
energy within us when we get excited about doing something. The thrill of the chase. The adrenaline to tackle someone. The adrenaline to do whatever. The thrill of the bike ride. The thrill of the roller coaster coming down. The five-story drop. Whatever that thrill is, this thrill of gambling is what gets a hold of you as well. That thrill. But did you notice the thrill is short-lived? So you do it again and again, then all of a sudden, what happens? You're frustrated, you're mad, you're irritated, and you begin to take it out on yourself, on others around you. You begin to sell your wedding ring, your precious family keepsakes. You're just willing to give it all. There's another Old Testament story about it. Remember Jacob and Esau? He's so hungry, and he wants food, and he wants it now. He says, and, and he, thought, he says, yeah, you can have some food, but give me your birthright. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, about, I'm, I'm famished anyways. I'm going to die if I don't get something to eat. So sure, there's my birthright. Give me the food. It doesn't matter our financial situation in life. It doesn't matter how the cards have failed or how the deck is stacked or what the hand we've been dealt. The addiction can happen to the rich the healthy, the educated, the working poor, and those who have nothing to start with. Addiction is addiction. So as a church and as Christians, let us remember what God's Word says. And He does call us to be good stewards, and He does give us this first commandment, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Exodus 20, verse 3. No other gods. Nothing in this world should come before God in our relationship with Him. Our Sunday school class is reading all about how God wants, the Lord wants to be our shepherd and He prepares a table for us. He does all the work. He prepares the table. He's got the meal. He's there. Are we going to sit down? Are we going to sit down and commune and eat with our Lord? It's jumped out to me and thought we hear about gods and idols of this day and this world. We read about all kinds of gods and idols in the scriptures. But today, I believe our country has a double-headed God now. Because our country is crazy about sports. And we got people that want to do this betting. I see it as a double-headed monster. Sports and betting. Do you know that in 2018, the North America, just North America, not the world, just North America sports market, you know what the value was in 2018? 71.06 billion U.S. dollars. 71 billion dollars just for the North America sports. Reports are out now you know, projections for this online gaming and betting here in Ohio for 2023. Listen to this. It's projected for the state of Ohio, just one state, it will generate 8 to $10 billion in sports betting this first year. 8 to $10 billion. That money could be used to do a lot of other things, a lot more useful, right? 
but yet we're bombarded with all these advertisements and commercials and news reports. Yes, it's on the news. More I watch, the sicker I get. First, they, they're talking about the cost and inflation and food. Is this, this morning, it's saying in the uh, past uh, year, people spent $370 more just to live. So it's talking about inflation's up, we're spending more money to live and buy food and everything we need. But you know what the next news segment is? But don't forget about Disney World and Disneyland. They're getting things set up and opened up for all these new excitement attractions. First we go from people have no money to buy food, but now plan your vacation to go to Disneyland and Disney World. Then it's on to something else. And then just over and over. Ecclesiastes 5.10 reminds us, Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This, too, is meaningless. God's Word has talked about finances, money, and things over and over. We've done the study 2,350 verses about money and different ways of viewing it. Even James 5.3 tells us, Your gold and your silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. We are challenged by all this in our lives challenged by the recreation and viewing and watching, excited for our team to win, challenged that, oh, let's take it to the next step, we'll make it a little more exciting, and we can place bets. And it's no longer which team wins. You know, it used to be, what's the point spread? But now it's like, what will the next play be? Get, 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 get your phone out, get on the app, and bet. Will it be a run, will it be a pass? What would the coach call? Will they call heads or tails? And it's just crazy, all these options. And I don't even understand it all. I don't want to. I don't need to. But where must we be? How can we live in such a world when we're challenged by all these things? We must be one with the Lord. We must be one with His Word. The Word. The written Word of God and the Word being Jesus as Lord and Savior. So how do we free ourselves from the traps that are all around us? Well, our love for the Lord has to dominate. Our love for the Lord has to win out. Our commitment to the Lord has to be the number one most important thing in your life, day in and day out, from the moment of every day. You, get, you, you can wake up in the morning, you roll out of bed whenever you roll out. You get to decide. Is God going to be number one today or am I going to choose something else? We might choose, oh, God's going to be number one today, but then we get into a situation, we get some friends, we get uh, hanging out with some folks, and all of a sudden, when you know, oh, they're over here on their phone placing a bet for this. And they'd be asking, oh, you betting? What are you betting? How much? What on? This and that. And then we could easily get, fall into that trap. But our love for the Lord must be, must be our hand down 
go to play. The love for the Lord. Psalm 34.9 tells us, Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. Fear the Lord, you holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. Sometimes we get the cart in front of the horse. We get ourselves out here in no man's land and we've lost everything. Or we turn and we go on our own way. And then all of a sudden, we need to realize we're fearful of this world and those things and consequences. And we've got to get back with the Lord. This talks, this fear at verse Psalm 34 talks about fear does not being scared of God, but it means being one with Him. It means honoring God. It means that you worship Him, that you live for Him, and that you're in awe of Him because of His love and His unconditional love that we don't deserve, but yet He loves us. And we have this utmost reverence for who He is as God because He is the one that gives and He is the one that provides. He's the one that's entrusted these resources with you, whatever amount it may be. It's all from Him. So to live in a holy fear, it means that we live and we respond to God. We respond in obedience and piety. And let's be realistic. Let's call it what it is. If people could gamble themselves into prosperity, it would have been done by now by many. Amen? There'd be all kinds of rich people around if this was the truth. Without this online gambling, remember all those other options? There'd be all kinds of wealthy people around if it was true. If we could gamble ourselves into prosperity. But we can't. It's an addiction. And it's destruction. Destruction of the individual, the family. There comes abuse. Leads people to commit crimes. There's lies. Leads people to substance abuse. And it has led people to the point of suicide. Doesn't sound like a winning situation to me. Doesn't sound like something we're going to find in Scripture. Doesn't sound like something the financial advisors are going to advise or promote. Again, I tell you, as I told you before, about other things. If you don't start, you don't have to stop. If you don't start, you don't have to stop. But if you're somewhere between already started and trying to figure out how to stop, I'm here today to encourage you, seek the help. Get rid of that pride. Seek the help. Talk to somebody. Ask somebody to help you. You know, Justin, he wouldn't even talk to his wife about it until the neighbors brought it up. It's going to come out. It's going to be revealed. You're not going to hide it forever. So let's not hide it anymore. If you need something, you need help. You need direction. Let's pray. Father God, so many things are coming at us. So many options in this world in which we live, and especially here in America.
We have so much at our fingertips, so much technology, information, so easy to do so many things. But it is always hard to get one with you, to stay focused on you, Father God. These things distract us and take us away from you. So, Lord, I pray for the Holy Spirit to wrap the love around each individual here today. And wherever they may be in their spiritual walk, that they know that it's not the end. There's still great things yet to come. And that, Holy Spirit, you're going to continue to walk with us and guide us and direct us. You're going to continue to reveal things in God's Word for us to learn and for us to live by and for us to direct our lives. Why? So that we don't find ourselves with these worldly addictions, these destructive habits or things that may seem fun for a moment, may seem like recreation, but it's just flushing our lives down the toilet. It's not just our money going down the toilet. It's our lives, our families, and our ourselves. And Lord, that is not what you created us for. You created us to be in relationship with you, Lord Jesus. And through you, we can have life abundantly. We can be loved and we can love and we can be one with you and we can be one as the body of Christ. So Lord, continue thy holy work. Help us to continue to learn what we need to learn. Lord, may we be brave enough to get the help that we need when we need help. And Lord, I ask this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For our closing hymn,